Okay? Yes. And I was like, oh, wow, that is a great episode, blah, blah, blah. And Becky's like, oh, my God, I see the cheese balls, like, in the corner of the picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, right now, Lily. <laughs> oh, I want those Hold cheese on. balls like so bad. Ladies and gentlemen, That's here we are. <laughs> welcome. Impersonating Jose, impersonating you. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. You. Welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. That was me in in doing an impression of my brother-in-law Jose, doing an impression of me doing the intro. And I would say I'm going to talk about a couple of things that people have written about and enjoyed recently and one of those things has 100% been Jose's introduction. We've gotten a lot of funny messages about that, so I felt like I had to do my own do you version need to of be it. that close to the mic? No, but that that was just for the intro. Uh -huh. I don't know. You you have to do have to get a little bit closer. Okay. Cuz right now we are very lucky to have not one but not two, but three people <laughs> crowded around not the mic. Not three. <laughs> no, three, <but> pe three people. <laughs> three people crowded around a microphone together. And uh, in our house, in our in our in our temporary house in the basement, and we've got one sister in California. So I'll start with Becky in California. How are you? I am so good. I am amazing. My um my very good friend Melanie Lubin Zimmerman surprised. Well, she didn't. She didn't really surprise me this weekend. She sort of. She had to be, she was, she's in town this weekend for a wedding and it was more like, surprise, I'm here. And now we're hanging out all weekend. Or um, you're a new mom and somebody told you they were coming into town and you just forgot. And then it's like, surprise. I mean, we're she also, here. to be fair, she also has two kids. And so, like she said, her plan was just to arrive and then get everything organized. So because I have a kid and don't plan anything in advance, it really just worked out for the best. Um... So she's in town, we're, and I'm, I'm just in the best mood. We're having so much fun. It's, a, it's an amazing Labor Day weekend. Um, and Melanie and I actually share a very, a very special movie memory, and I'm, I'm very excited to tell the story. It was 15 years ago um, when Melanie and I were, we were living in Israel. We were doing a, like a year abroad, and we were living in Israel. And um, I forget what happened, but I was having a really terrible day. Maybe I'd gotten to, like, a fight with a friend or something. I don't know. I was having this really miserable day. And to cheer me up, Melanie said, come on, let's let's just go to the movies. And this is pre... I mean, there was internet, obviously, but it's not like we had internet on our phones. And so we just got in a cab. We went to the movie theater. We didn't know what was playing or what times they were, they were playing, but we just knew going to a movie would cheer us up. We turned up at the theater, and we're too late. Mm, movies are they're done for the night the last movie has half an hour left until it's over and the theater is locked up and closed and it was such a bummer because i was already in this terrible mood and we had slept out there but melanie was determined so she knocked on the door of the movie theater she kept banging until finally these like young guys were her usher that like you know like the the kids that worked at the theater the ushers the ticket guy came to the door and they're like, what's going on? And she kind of she explains what's happening and she convinces them that even though the movie theater is closed and they can go home for the night, that they should play a movie for us from the beginning. 
So she had them keep the whole movie theater open just that for the so two of sweet. us. And we got to have a private screening of a movie. Wait, and wait, hold great. on a second. What was the movie? <laughs> oh, Dirty Dancing 2, Havana Nights. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Or something better. Diego Luna, isn't that? Yeah, Diego Luna, isn't it? And to this day, I have no idea. To this day, I have an affection for that movie. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. All right. I did not remember that movie existed until you just told that story. (laughs) I will never forget that movie. I never forget that movie exists. So (laughs) here we in here we are in Arlington, Virginia. We have Lily, who's been visiting, so she's here in person. Can I just say that when you IMDb Dirty Dancing? That movie doesn't even come up. <laughs> like the TV it's version, called Dirty like Dancing the live TV two. version that they did on ABC or whatever comes Havana up before Havana Nights. Because it's really called Havana Nights, and oh, no, yeah, then they no, added they added the Dirty Dancing part later. I bet. No, no, they no, said, no. It oh, does come up. like Dirty Dancing. Uh-oh. It does come up. I just didn't pay attention and, to it. And then we have our special guest, often the subject of this podcast the official pizza show. Do you chef. listen to all of them? Because I talk about you quite a bit. The, the, <laughs> and your taste in things. The, all things media the, and movies. The official pizza chef of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. <laughs> the the official vegetable eater of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. My wife, Allison, also known as mm. Allie, is here. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited. Allie has been enduring a lot of close quarters family experience lately, and as a result, she's going to be uh, weighing in on many of the pop culture things that we've had to endure. But in the meantime... <laughs> it sounds there, like a trap. <laughs> is there anything you anything anything on your mind that you'd like to talk about? Say um, hello? I don't, I don't think we could physically be closer to each other <laughs> while recording this. Like, I'm That's touching, I'm I'm touching, touching you. you right now. Uh, <laughs> with uh, my foot. I have nowhere to put <laughs> my foot. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, Just resting on your thigh. Eventually, eventually, when the full Pancake Studios are up and running, we will be in good shape. Oh, it's really loud up there. So I would, <laughs> I would like to start like the people on the podcast are going to hear what it's like to hear people walk above this basement. It it's loud. I've been loud. fielding complaints from Lily, by the way, all day. It, it's amazing. I don't have a fetch list until I get to your house. <laughs> yeah. So, before we get into the meat of the show, of which we have a lot of pop culture and movies and things to talk about, we have some exciting Friday night movie slash pancake for the table news. Next June, on June 7th to 9th, Pancake mm-hmm. for the Table and the Friday Night Movie Podcast will have a table at All-Star Comic-Con in Tyson's Corner, Virginia. This is an amazing comic convention, con, that we participated in as regular participants last year. That's where the great engagement with Ozone happened, and those guys who are running that are super they are really trying to make a con that I would say is, I, I think of it as like the con of the people. And we're really thrilled to be a part of that. And so people should follow what they're preparing, All-Star Comic Con or the All-Star Comic Con on their social media. And we will be bringing updates between now and then of all the fun stuff we're going to do there to make it to make it a fun experience to come by our table. But recommend people check it out. I know they're already selling tickets and they're already um, booked up quite a bit when it comes to the booths, and we're going to be one of them. Is this a pancake booth and a pod? Like, are we co-sharing with Pancake for the Table? Because pa- I really want to use the phrase, Pancake for the Table Table. <laughs> 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 
This is why I have the mar- this is why yeah. I have the marketing team here. So it's definitely going to be. We're going to ride your pancake tails. So the, I would tails. say as we as we bill it, Friday Night Movie is the official podcast of Pancake for the Table. But at the billing, in terms of what I signed up for, it is Pancake for the Table and Friday Night Movie. Those are the two main things that we'll be doing there. And in my dream world, one or maybe both of my sisters will That's join me. Will yeah. join me, and we will tape live episodes there and <clears throat> get some interviews and stuff while we're there. So, anyways, all, the All Star Comic Con big announcement: Pancake for the Table and Friday Night Movie will be there, and uh, we will keep you posted. Okay. With that in mind, I feel like it's time to get into the show because we've got a lot to talk about. And and as a, as an aperitif, as an appetizer, uh, to finish talking about all of the movies that we watched on the vacation in the Outer Banks, I want to... Min- I'm fine, by the way. You're what? asking how I was. Oh, how are you? My feet are wet in your dirty basement. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little bit soppy in here. It's a little bit soppy. It rained a lot. And the somehow, when there, even though the rain falls from the sky to the ground, your basement has defied gravity, and the rain has come up from the ground into the basement floor. That, That's how I imagine it happening. And, and, and the, Lily didn't even warn me. She said, oh, yeah, there's a little bit of wet in the corner. No, because I said the whole basement floor is wet, and you're like, it's just a corner. And then you walk down the stairs, like these sopping carpety stairs from like the 60s. This is not actual pancake nor Allison's house. Residence. They're renting a temporary house so they renovate their actual house. But and please, so, Lily, make sure to trash it as much as possible. Oh, for sure. Say yeah. the worst things you possibly can about this. I'm just saying, like, when you step down those stairs and your feet get into, like, soggy carpet, it's, it's quite an interesting feeling. So, And I led Shy down that dirty path with socks on. <laughs> yeah, so, so Lily, Lily is complaining about my the soppy carpet, and I said, you know what would make this worse? Soppy socks. Thanks. <laughs> so we're at the Outer Banks, and we, we have one more movie to report on, which is Tag. I think we can quickly give our impressions. I'll admit... Oh, I forgot we watched that. Both, that was so good. Both Allie and I fell asleep, and then I tried to watch the rest of it and fell asleep at the same point. Or I got, I got maybe never, one scene first. I never saw the end of it. So <laughs> Becky and Lily, just tell people about Tag. What did you think of it? Two thumbs up. I thought I it was surprisingly heartfelt and surprisingly funny. I feel like a lot of those times those movies end up being more schlocky than funny. But I legitimately thought it was a cute... I, I was not... Based on the premise, it's not a movie I was actually interested in seeing. And I did think it was a weird hodgepodge of a cast. But it actually uh, came together really well. It was funny and heartfelt. Very Agreed. sweet. 100% agree. and It's, it's a total renter. I do recommend it. If you're in yeah. the mood for like a funny renter, it's a great... I, mean, like, I said I'd buy it, but yeah, I guess... I, I guess I'd buy it so like I could share it with other people and be like, watch it. Like I bought it so you can watch it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like people wouldn't really believe me. But I don't need to own it, is what I mean to say in that. Um, I wouldn't have watched it, though, if you hadn't told us to. I, I will... So, uh, quickly, for the part... So, for having been awake, my MVP of the movie was Ilsa Fisher. I loved having her in that oh, movie. Oh, I, I love She's the... She's, she's the... Don't pronounce the S in her name. What? It's not Isla. It's Isla. It's Isla? Yeah. Yeah, Isla I thought it was Ilsa. Well, the S is in the wrong place if her name is Ilsa. Ilsa. It's... It would be Isla. Isn't it I? I think it's Isla. Isla if you're doing it phonetically. It's I S L. Just like switch the letters because it makes no sense in your brain. Yeah. All right. No, okay. What about the, well, who was the girl that was in um, um, Lady Bird? Can you say her name for the public? 
You're gonna have you're gonna have an ID to mint cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I know how to try. say her name. Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse. Oh, no, it's Saoirse. 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 Yeah, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Saori, Saori. Sa- no, she's Shersha. So, and Isla Fisher. Who was your MVP, Lily, of this movie? I Lily. mean, she was Isla Fisher was amazing. <laughs> she was she was so great, and I feel like that role was just like such. It must have been so much fun for her to play. Um, but I really enjoyed. Um, it's Ed Helms, Jeremy Renner. Hannibal Bress. I'm missing somebody. Oh, uh, John um, Hamm. I love John, John Hamm in that. And uh, what's his name? So you've now listed all of the cast, but who is your favorite? John Hamm. Oh, John Hamm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Allie, who is your favorite? I feel like I lose the right to vote having slept through the last half of the movie. Like There could have been a major character turn that I did not remember because I was sleeping. So I'm out on this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Becky? No, uh, Isla Fisher as well. She's 100% my my MVP of the movie. I agree. She she just brings it to another level. So tag a fun movie, one we didn't really expect. Now let's get into the meat of today's program, which is a movie I have been begging everybody to watch for the longest time. I'm hoping for some I told you show action here, and that was Brigsby no, Bear. You can give yourself I told you show because this is a movie we would have recommended to you that you <laughs> yeah, wouldn't have wanted agree. to see. And then you would have had to give it to us, so just give it to yourself. And I have to tell you, Becky and I were always going to like. This I have to tell you, it's the type of movie that I would naturally love so much, but assume Shy would hate so much that I actually watched the first three quarters of it in a state of anxiety, watching Shy not believing him that he really liked it as much as he did, so, being like, "This is a trick. This so, is a trick. So no this way." Is, he this is where, if you have not seen the movie. We'll probably end up talking spoilers, and I think it's really important to see the movie without spoilers. Not because of big twists, but because it's one of those movies that benefits from you not knowing what it's about. Other than so, pause, go see the movie, and then come back and join us. So, because I've seen the movie, (laughs) which I know people have done that, really, yeah, who've like stopped the podcast like that night, watched the movie we were talking about, and then listen the next day. Wonderful, we you carry. I know. Allie's like, I like I tell listen. people all the time. <laughs> like I tell people all the time, I have a podcast. So, so Becky, podcast since mobile. we we watched it when you were here last week, it was you, me, Vlad, and Allie. Why don't you lay down that the experience and and your summary of the movie or your pick? I don't know your description. So my description. Okay, so this is a story about a young man who has lived his whole life um, sheltered and cut off from the rest of the world. And when he emerges, this is like a good way of describing without spoiling it, when he emerges from this sheltered life to integrate back into society and meet his family and live with his family, um, his sole point of, of connection and his whole, you know, huge part of his identity is this fictional television character called Brigsby Bear. And so as part of his way of reconnecting or connecting with the world, he decides to take it upon himself to make a Brigsby Bear movie. And thus, you know, chaos and, and, and hilarity and uh, drama ensues. 
And that's, I feel like that's a good you, you summary. Talked, yeah, that is a good summary. And you talked mm-hmm. to, and Kyle Mooney plays the main character. Who well, nobody knows who that is. He's he's on Saturday Night Live, but he's well, not Saturday someone I really know. He's funny. Yeah, I don't think people like know who he and is. He's brilliant. Mark Hamill has a key role. Matt Walsh has another key role. Michaela Watkins also has a key role. And Kinnear, Greg Kinnear. Is Greg Kinnear is great. Then, Matt Walsh is from Veep. He plays the... Oh, right. Like, Dummy chief, from Veep. He's hilarious. Yeah. And Beck, you said you had a feeling of anxiety during watching the movie. What what gave you anxiety? Because I know you kept turning to me, and I kept saying, "Don't worry, you're gonna feel good at the end of this movie." Because remember, I liked it, and I don't like a movie. Well, I wouldn't I like a movie that had stayed movie, like, right. the, the beginning of this movie all the way. So through. I so so there's a, a, the one of the one of the key plot points is you know child abduction and so you're sort of watching it and it has a very heavy um the film has a very heavy foundation because it's about this young man who's abducted as a child and then when he like resurfaces as an adult and meets his family again you know you know there goes the rest of the plot but um but it it has this very heavy like i said very heavy foundation and you're expecting it part of your brain is like expecting it to be really a drama that focuses around the fact that he was kidnapped as a baby, but it's not. I mean, that's, those are, they use that as a way of bringing in certain themes, but it's not about that. So I kept watching it ready to be really emotional and really upset by this, but it's actually a very positive film that shows how this young man is connecting to the world and the people around him and making friends and, and changing the people around him, right? Um, so that's why I was watching it with this feeling of anxiety, expecting it to be a lot sadder and upsetting than it was, because it was actually a very sweet, funny movie. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that you summed it up really nicely there, which is that it should, you know, in some ways, it should be about child abduction, but it's really about this kid finding his connection and trying to demonstrate to people that this thing that they think is super weird because he's fixated on it because it's the only thing he knew as entertainment for the longest time is actually super positive for him and part of his mm-hmm. whole healing process and part of his whole connecting with his family. Uh, mm-hmm. Lil, what would you like to say? I have so much to say. I really like this movie. Um, I feel like it's very you know few and far between that you get to see a movie that's just so different and fresh and makes you feel like you're... In an, like an experience and in another world, and obviously it's somewhat of an alternate universe when you're watching a movie about child abduction, and it's not like a cop's drama or very depressing. And you know, I, Becky and I once talked about how it's a bit ridiculous that um, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is actually about a very disgusting, sad, horrible event, and that it's this very funny show, and you kind of have to like suspend belief to watch it because. It's really uncomfortable if you actually think about what that show's based on, even though it's super funny. And then, um, and then this, you kind of don't have to do that because there's like a weird workaround where he's abducted when he's a newborn. He didn't really know the difference. And while it's horrible what they did to him and what the parents suffered, in a weird way, he, or his personality, or because we suspend belief for the movie, he just sort of you know is okay with this dichotomy between these other people and his new parents and what i my favorite thing about the movie though is that 
he's very clear on what he needs to do to rejoin the world and move on and feel good because he feels really bad. And that's make this movie finish. He says, I need to finish the story because there is no story. And nobody lets him do that, right? Like the adults, quote unquote, don't let him do that because it's not healthy and because it's like doesn't look good and you're not supposed to. And he goes to a therapist, a therapist, you have to let go of Brigsby. And I compared it, Becky, I don't know if you agree because I had a very awkward conversation with Shy about the secretary. But oh, yeah, the movie, by the way, Lily for some reason thinks this movie this has something to do with the spanking movie. Secretary, for the record, on the record on this podcast, is one of my favorite movies. I think that movie's brilliant. I adore that movie because I feel like it's just about so much more. And the way I can connect them is that, like, sometimes things that everybody else says you shouldn't be doing, it's not harming anyone and it makes you happy. Because in the end, this that relationship she has with James Spader heals her because she's a damaged person in the movie. But when she can be herself... Okay, now it makes more sense it, than when you tried to explain right. it to me the other day. <laughs> well, because at first I did... Also, like, I thought you were talking about Waitress half the time. Right, which is a completely... <laughs> Wait, I was like, is this a musical? Movie? No, but what, you're like, how could they turn this into a musical on Broadway? Like, that's a different movie, Jai. But what brings me, what I really love about it is that this thing that technically wouldn't be good for him because it's like so much part of his abduction actually is a thing that truly heals him, connects him to other people, and connects him to his actual new family, um, new old family. And so that little element of it that's strung through it um, I really, really loved. I thought that was very beautiful. And what we talked about, it's, it's not spelled out. Like, they don't need to tell you that. You're watching and you can see it through the action in the movie and the the different beats of the movie as it goes on. And it's just, it's, yeah, I thought it was very well done. And I enjoyed it highly. Now, I turned to Allie, who I think was crying through most of the really? movie. <laughs> Allie was mm-hmm. weeping. Really? Mm-hmm. What made you weep? Because mm-hmm. I love it. I, I mean, besides <laughs> all of it. Um... No, it was interesting to watch it because I could see, Becky, how you would think that this would absolutely be a movie that Shy would hate. And so it was so fun to like be like the third part of that triangle watching Shy be excited about the movie, watching Becky trust her instincts that Shy was telling the truth that he likes this movie. It was like this whole like tortured. <laughs> She's like, I'm sure there's a part of it where I was like, is he just messing with me? Totally. And like, is this is a prank just to get back at me for all the like indie movies I made him watch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I thought. Um, I enjoyed it significantly more than I expected to. I thought I was going to kind of hate this movie. And um, it had certain qualities that I immediately associated, rightly or wrongly, with Napoleon Dynamite. Like, there was something about, like, the... the I think it's also a fair comparison. The way the timing mm-hmm. was and, like, kind of just certain things that made me feel like it was going to be that... It's like a bit of, like, of off-color mu- humor. Like, off-color... And I was, like, expecting it to be super uncomfortable the way that Napoleon Dynamite is. And then I was like, oh, how pleasant. This is actually warm and fuzzy. And I'm sobbing. Mm-hmm. Like, One of my, my favorite li- like my favorite line in the movie is with the sister who's such a bitch to him at first. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so mean to him. She's like, what's wrong with you? And when he goes, well, I was abducted, so I think that has something to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that, that line is just, is just so sweet and funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I just like that that so, humor. That's not doesn't take, doesn't take it too far, so but it's the, cute. So the movie is it's it's a tearjerker in a lot of ways, but it is really funny at times. There's some really yeah. funny stuff in the movie, but not comedy belly laugh, but just super smart humor. That that is a really funny scene. How he googles 
is yes. adorable. If you're paying attention, every time he Googles, he writes the question just so weird, which is a great thing because he wouldn't know how to Google. At one point, he writes something in Google and he goes, and he writes, well, like, how to do, how to make a movie with explosives. Uh, period. Thank you. Thank you. Exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> yeah, like he's very polite. So, Beck, is there a particular funny part that resonated with you in the movie? Um, I, I'm trying to think about one moment in particular, but I think that that line, I remember laughing really hard at that specific line about, um, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> so, because it's his delivery. So you for know, me, when I, I say the line, it's not that funny, but his delivery and the way the actor says the line is hilarious. I'm surprised that there's one element of that movie, which I figured would be the first thing you guys thought was hilarious. And I'm like almost a little bit hurt as your brother who grew up with you that you didn't connect to the same thing that I did. Well, I'm sure I did. I just, you know, it it's might the not... fact that the Brigsby Bear TV show. At a certain point in the movie, they talk to one of the actors who was on the show, and she assumes that the reason why it was so low budget was because it was <laughs> Canadian. Canadian. Oh, yeah. And when you look at the actual tapes of the show during the it movie, looks like the it, it, yeah. it looks like it the Polka Dot Tour. It looks like it yeah. looks like a higher budget version True. of the Polka Dot Tour. Yeah, sure, they had an animatronic. Very funny. They had an mm-hmm. animatronic bear. Okay, so it's a beautiful it's a beautiful movie. Al, did you have a funny part in it, or were you just sobbing the whole time? I don't know. There's a funny part. I can go the other way. I loved. I loved that kid, the teenager. What was his name? Oh, his friend from Love. I don't remember mm-hmm. the names of any of the kids. Oh he that. just yeah. plays the nice teenager in all movies now. I think it was like because he's also in Love Simon. Yeah, like he got to be like the good-hearted teenage character with a conscience, and it just made me so happy. In the movie, he's Spencer. Oh, okay. In real life, right? He's and Jorge then he Ledenberg Jr. And there's also a very sweet. We need to change his name to be more famous because that's a difficult name to say. Good actor, Ledenberg. Yeah, he's great. He's a great actor, and so far he plays an excellent good friend in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to typecast him, but not he to typecast him, but he should be typecast. Right, he's a great good friend. I want to go through a couple of the other actors' performances. One of them is Greg Kinnear, who is the police officer that originally works with him and becomes kind of a mentor friend, and. I mean, Greg Kinnear, to me, is one of these guys at this point can effortlessly be in anything and lend it a level of credibility and quality. And he's so wonderful. And humor. He has a very delicate way to bring humor to a dramatic role. He doesn't overdo it. It's so heartfelt. And it comes from um, as good as it gets. Yeah. yeah. Like he Mm -hmm. shined so much in that movie with that particular element of his acting ability, and this works perfectly in this movie. Is he in the old Sabrina? Not the old one, the remake. Is he in the Sabrina with him? Yes, he's in the remake. Mm -hmm. I love it. So he can do like the dashing, like dum dum, but you know, he also can do this sort of vulnerable yet a bit trying to be tough but kind of nerdy. Yeah, and I think it's a movie where the sensitivity of this performance of those actors. needed to be that way to make it work. And I'm going to talk about one of the cameos, which I think was a little controversial, but I I think it was controversial. I don't think it should In my mind, Andy Samberg, who's one of the producers of the movie, appears in a scene where he he plays a um, mentally ill character, and I thought he played it totally straight with a little bit of humor, but but not anything campy or overdone that you're used to seeing him. And again, there was a sensitivity to that character. For sure. He just is too... His face is too Andy Samberg. He just can't no, be in that No, I thought it was sweet to have him as the cameo. He took me out of that movie completely. I thought it was really sweet. 
I was no, like, dick in a box. I it was a great for little real. cameo because no, because in like, the credits you see his name in the credits. You see the Lonely Island guys, aren't they all like? Yeah, they're all. Yeah, the but producers. that's not fair. And I don't then, think that's. And like, then I'm watching the movie, and I'm kind of like, when like one of them's gonna appear? And I thought it was like, oh, this is well done because it's such a tiny part, and it's not, and it's more endearing than it is meant I, to be. I see it as a bit selfish on his part. I'm like, don't see, be in the movie. It was see, distracting. It was I, super distracting. Yeah, so and that for, part so is supposed me, to be somebody very sensitive, like that he's supposed to relate to. And well, he did a good job. His, it's not that his acting wasn't good. But I think he's too big and recognizable as, um, what's his name, Jake Peralta. No, because you want to yell 9-9. Right, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, the part nine. was too For small. Me, I liked him taking a small part that he kind of disappeared into. But he, he didn't disappear. His giant face was just screaming at me that every scene that he was in. And I love him, but I was just like, yeah. Jake, what are you doing? Okay, and now let's get to the big one. The, the small part as well probably is in the movie as much as, as uh, Andy Samberg but to me the thing that pushed this over the edge to be one of the my favorite movies I saw in the last year what did people think of Mark Hamill as the which is great obviously you want to talk about why don't you go first again well again I'm like it's nice of you to be polite but everybody knows you have well no to me it's further proof that we need more Mark Hamill I thought he plays he plays a character that you have to be both angry about, but also understand why the main character loves him and wants a relationship with him. And he has a couple of very small scenes where he has to share, he has to be loving and thoughtful, but also, you know, so wrong and so bad on a certain level also the only reason that they from what i understand make up this entire thing this, I don't, they don't believe any of that stuff no they don't believe they just, he's the guy just who creates he's the guy who creates big grigsby bear for anyone who's listening no but he also he lies and says that they can't breathe the air outside that's mm-hmm. why they can't go outside none of that he believes he's not like some kook who's like in an, like a cult that believes like you know, the world is ending he just was hiding the kid right yeah, yeah. He goes to work every so, day. So for me, right? so for I think me, right. all of that's clear. true, but you feel the love between these two characters, right. and Mark Hamill carries that so well, well. Right, I think because he's not actually, I mean, he's crazy because he can have this kid, but there's obviously some sort of like balance to this person that he does so well. He's just like a guy when he's talking. I thought it was too small of a part. Like, he was so good in it, it made me want to have more scenes with him. Yeah, and Mark Hamill plays, so I, I've caught a bunch of his cameos in other shows, like we, when he plays the trickster on The Flash, or he's in that episode of Chuck where he's an over-the-top kind of Bond villain character. And aside from his iconic Luke Skywalker role, he, he plays a lot of really over-the-top bad guys, which he's terrific at. Uh, many would argue that he does the best version of the Joker. Most people don't know he was the voice of the Joker in, in many animated Batman iterations. And, and and so he's very accomplished at doing these like great kind of villain characters but it's not often that aside from in the last jedi where you get to see him be really kind of a subtle old man actor character and he just knocked it out of the park and to me it was a very small but amazing role and proof that we should just have more hamill more Hamill. yes proof that we should have more hamill 
you guys want to weigh Agreed. in on Hamill? Allie's just Agreed. combing her hair at this point. She's <laughs> she's like, I have tuned out. The, no, the number of hours I've spent dedicated to unpacking Mark Hamill in this house are numerous. Um, <laughs> Do they no, but, rival how many hours you spend talking about the Chuck finale? Because back, I, I can't. Let me tell you. I can't even open the can of worms. It's too painful. Um, no, but I think that I think that for those of us who know Mark Hamill from his Luke role, but who are not nearly as um, deep into the uh, into the literature as you three are when it comes to Star Wars, like the fact that he took this role, I'm like, oh, if Mark Hamill took this role in this kind of obscure film, like that means something. That lends some credibility to the film in my mind, from my like kind of outsider, uneducated perspective. Um, when I explained the film to Brandon, he was like, oh, Mark Hamill does anything besides Luke Skywalker, and I was like, I know, who knew? Like, kept, you know, some weight in the corner for that film, so. I thought he was excellent. I'm impressed with them for getting him. Yeah. And I will say the reason, only reason why I knew about this movie is because he was a really good egg about promoting it constantly on social media. He's one of my favorite people to follow on social media. He's very funny. Now, Beck, I'd be curious to know how much of that is contracted and how much is him just being proud to to work on I this. Like but he seems like a guy who's proud. Yeah, like, he will. Yeah, the, I'm going to go with he's a guy the, that's the impression, proud. The impression I feel like I, I doubt that they were like, not only do you have to be in this movie, but you have to promote it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. They were just like, thank you and gracefully accepted. Just seems, like, you see like, the way he posts stuff. Like, he just seems like a guy that's a nice person. When he likes someone or believes in something, he does posts about it. I, I, I'm with oh. you. And, and it was from how many times he posted about this movie that I had never heard of that, that I was willing to check it out. And so I loved it. All right, so... I definitely give it a hard buy. Oh, buy! I definitely watch it again. Buy for sure. Hard strong, buy. strong rent. I just can't have all those feels all the time. <laughs> okay, <that's true. laughs> okay, and now I would say we're going to do like an extended uh, recommendation section uh, before we get into uh, shows and things. Sort of like a, an extended "What are we watching?" section. Uh, Allie, Lily, and I went with our parents to see Operation Finale last night, which we'll talk about in a moment. But before the movie, there were basically a hundred previews, and so and we for sure missed some. Yeah, because we came in a couple minutes late. So Beck, we're gonna fifty previews. I'm gonna run movie. through the previews. Oh, the I, would pay, I would pay. Just I would to go pay to see previews. to watch yes. two hours of previews on a big screen 100%. with like some popcorn and snacks on that the big screen. Agreed. I love <laughs> previews. So, okay, well. Like, as much as I'm fascinated by the movie-making magic of an actual film, I'm equally fascinated by the trailer-making magic. Wait, can we <laughs> sidebar for a second? That was one of my childhood career dreams, was to be a movie trailer maker. I agree Didn't... with you, and we can maybe one day make that happen. We can open a business. And We can make trailers together. I bring nothing to the table artistically, <laughs> technically, or otherwise, except a little preview. Gusto. And, and Allie is missing her opportunity to drop a serious... We know she her. was a model. We no, know. She no. was a child. <laughs> I mean, does this hair not say it all? That the holiday, oh, Cameron Diaz's character, makes we movie nice trailers. Way to connect oh. the dots. Makes brother. movie trailers. So I'm just saying, that's another... Okay, so here's some of the movies we saw previews for. Beck, I don't know if you've seen some, but quickly, we're just like thumbs up, thumbs down, or make like a positive or mean comment about them. Mary Queen of Scots, I only saw the name of it because it was just when I walked in the theater. There was a lot of yelling in very Scottish accents in the (laughs) trailer and a lot of red hair and and very pale skin. And an actress who... Margot Robbie or Cherchay. Cherchay. Or Sawarsi. Ronan. Okay. Or Sawarsi. Have you heard of the movie? It's about Scotland if... 
Is it James about Frazier Charlie? No. Not it, Did then you watch the trailer? I don't watch it. Oh, yeah. if it's not anybody from Outlander, yeah. we're not interested. Yeah. Gotcha. You're telling me it's something about Scotland I mean, and James. Sure what's his, what are all of his middle names? McDougal. McGonagall Frazier or whatever? Yeah, whatever. He's not in it. Oh, I'm so not. This is just Jamie like, Alexander McGonagall McDougal This is just Frazier. an Outlander movie? Okay. No, it, I'm sh- it's Margot Robbie and um, Ronan. Miss Ronan. Um, <laughs> Scorsese Ronan. Scorsese Ronan. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's awesome. I'm sure they're amazing actresses, but um, there's a lot of yelling, and I came in like halfway through. Okay. Then we saw. Uh, Wait, pre- can we pause for a second? Do you know why Lily didn't see the entire preview? It's because she was stopping to, oh, to take. Don't embarrass me, Allison. The theater. We walked in. Allie's like, Look, I'm sit creeping down. down to our seats, and I turn around, and Lily's back at the top like of the, the paparazzi, and I'm like, photos is of she the hurt? <laughs> is there something wrong? Is she like having? She kept winning me over, and I'm like, hang on a second. And she's like, what? she's stopping to take a breath and a photo of the magic that is an American movie theater with its reclining <laughs> chairs. You sound like such a weirdo. Well, the, I mean, to be clear, foreign... the movie theater near mom and dad's is doesn't have the cool reclining seats, so that's when the theater you've gone to the most in the states. I think okay. the only one. It's as if I. I'm the guy from Brigsby Bear. Yes. <laughs> I have been living in a world where theaters look like they always did since I can remember. Like, I remember the jump like, to stadium seating, lot. right? Yeah. So, like, I can, I in Spain, do not laugh. We don't have stadium seating at our theaters. Can you just ash directly on someone's yes. head? Yes. You, you can soak <laughs> in the theater. They're all on one row. So you see the movie in a bunch of hair. No one ever sees the entire screen because it's just a bunch of rows in a row. So then I do appreciate it. So when I go to mom and dad's theater, which is stadium seating, which we've had for like at least 20 years, I'm like, oh, this is so modern. So that's like exciting enough for me. Then, Becky, I go to Shine and Alley's theater last night, and they basically paid somebody to put a movie on in their living room with better chairs than they actually have in their living room. It was crazy. Each chair. I'll explain no, it to we, you. We know. We don't know. We Lily, you don't need to explain it because everybody else lives in America. Is that no, what we know? Not every, are... No, not everybody who lives in, listens to this podcast. No, there are people who live in, in Holland, a, a, the Ash Netherlands. Live, Ash lives in the UK, and... Sorry, I would be surprised. For our foreign listeners, please explain what a modern movie theater looks like. You walk in, and like it's as if the entire plane is first class, because (laughs) instead of there being three hundred rows like in a normal plane, there's only like twelve rows, and that's why you need to sign seatings. Because there's four seats. Now, I don't know how you could do a big movie premiere here. No, they have bigger theaters. We were not in the biggest theater. Oh my god, there's bigger ones with more of those chairs. Yeah, you know, to be whole... fair, I've never actually been to a theater. Because you go to see your like movies at Pixar. Everybody knows on our podcast. <laughs> you get to see the movies at the theater that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. It's perfect. We get it and it's free. doesn't have reclining chairs. It doesn't have reclining chairs, though. It's not have reclining chairs. Actually, very stiff chairs that force you to sit up and stay awake the whole movie. But it's perfect and it's free. So these are basically like gigantic reclining chairs that you can lift up. The, the legs and take, put the back down with a little remote on the side of the arm, a gigantic drink holder, massive armrests, and you there's like four chairs in a row, and you can watch the movie with like three other people How your family. How did your picture come out? Was it good? I have a very cute picture <laughs> of Allie, actually, that I should probably, if she lets me, put on social media after this, because yeah. it is adorable. So after Mary Queen of Scots, we saw, uh, I don't remember the full name of it, but uh, it was bad called times, the El Royale. Oh, the bad, bad times, times of the El Royale. I kept wanting to call it the El Royale with cheese because <laughs> it had bad. this serious Tarantino vibe to it. There was Jeff Bridges. There was John Hamm. The time period was completely unclear. 
There was murder. Anyways, I, I thought, I had no idea what it's about, but it looked super cool. I really want to see that. Totally in on that one. I'm in. Then, I'll see it with you. Yeah, there, I will see it with you. And <laughs> then, right. this is how decisions are made in our house. <laughs> yeah. So then there I was... I love you. No, I love you more. The, <laughs> That's Shai and Ellie's biggest fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, and I fight just when we say hi to each other. Like, hello. No, you hello. Hola. <laughs> no, I said hello. God damn it. And they're like, I love you. No, I love you more. So we saw the preview for this movie, Marwin, which was, I was, I was a little bit at first, I'm like, oh, Steve Carell playing a broken person again. No, this movie, I cried through the first time I saw that preview by myself at home. Yeah. Cried through, went down the rabbit hole of this amazing guy's story. Oh my God. It's an amazing story about a guy who loses his memory because he's brutally attacked. Yeah. And he essentially has to rebuild his, he rebuilds his life from photos by building a an art installation. And oh yes, I know. I saw the preview and cried through the preview. I know exactly which one you're talking yeah. about. So, hundred percent. Two thumbs up. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. Then there was a movie a preview for this movie called The Sisters Brothers. You know what? I read about this movie before mm. seeing the trailer, and I read about um, you just the Gyllenhaal. Anything with a no, Gyllenhaal, I didn't and you're even like, realize he was in it. It was um, John C. Riley. I was reading an interview with him about how. You would you wouldn't think, but him and Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix have never done a western. Neither one of them have done westerns, although they seem very westerny for like mm-hmm. the perfect guys for a western. But neither one. Jake have done Gyllenhaal it. doing a western? I am in. Yeah, I mean, duh. But the problem is that I read this article where he, John C. Riley pitches the movie like to the journalist because it's not out yet, and explains the movie and um, talks about how it's so cool that like there's a bit more relationship between the brothers and they're more vulnerable. They talk about their emotions and they're not those like your typical shoot 'em up cowboys. And then I and I was like, oh wow, this sounds like really interesting. These two guys explains their story, and then I saw the trailer and I was like, ugh. Yeah. It's like John C. Riley. He should have written this movie because yeah. no, did not look like a good trailer. What well, no. Keem Phoenix sort of resurfaces every once in a while with the beard. So, eh, not interested in that. Then there was a preview for for White Boy Rick, which is cool. Which looked much better. It was what was the one? It, it's another one of these stylized seventies crime story movies, which I feel like I've mm-hmm. seen so many where it's all yeah. about mm-hmm. the wigs and the clothes. Oh, the one with um, what's his name? The American. Not American yeah, Gangster. The one with uh, Amy Adams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Silver Linings Playbook director. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The, 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 so uh, to me, it strikes me a little bit like that. That's how much this, I don't care about This preview movie. was really good. American Hustle. Then, oh, yeah. then there was... It looks like that ma- ma- like mashed up with Shameless almost in a way. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. There was, and I'm going to save the big one for last, but then there was a Creed 2. Uh, Creed 2. Just the trailer for me. I would watch that over and over again. I love it. I <laughs> I'm sorry. If you put somebody on the screen... That is practicing boxing with weights on their feet underwater in a swimming pool. I'm in. I'm just like watching that one second of him training, and I was like, "Oh my god, I want this then, montage right is now!" Is that and, like like the like the deepest level of training you that's can like do? Serious that, like, training. Like I, we know pe- I, Jose is not to be bothered, but we know many people who train that. That's way. a real thing. Yeah. That's and, a real thing. Underwater with and weights, and not yeah, only that, that or, person or, in the preview in pool, is Michael B. Jordan. So on top yeah. of this is like, oh, it's a Rocky movie, but you have Which Michael like, B. Jordan being that. an amazing actor. You have Sylvester Stallone when he is actually at his best, which in my view is when he plays these subtle, more broken down characters, like the old, like the older version of Rocky he played in Creed, or the character he played in Copland. No, no, or Copland, or the character he played in Copland. Copland versus Creed Rock- and Copland. Lily. He's giving you a second example. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I also I love when he plays these parts. Like, you what? Still going. As opposed to Rocky in the Rocky movies, who I don't really care about. But, anyways. Same pork pie hat. Uh, anyways. So, anyways, I'm 100% on that. But then came the preview for a movie I have The had... much controversial preview of the night. Because the movie where I've mm. just, I was like, ugh, but I have to say at the end of that preview, I'm like, okay, you got me listening. And this is A Star is Born starring Gaga mm. and Bradley. I bet Lily wants to see that. I'm so I bet I Lily bet has already purchased her tickets. I bet. No, I, I think it's going to be you. great. I just feel yes, like Lily is. It worries like... me when you're the only one of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> like. I really want to see that. And I'm sitting across from you in the theater, and I'm like, oh, yeah, awesome. I've got an ally. And then I'm like, is that good? <laughs> is that good, <laughs> But though? let's unpack. Let's unpack what's there. Yes. It's like, I do appreciate that you want to see it with me. Regardless of my taste in video, which <laughs> clearly is confusing. I don't know the rules. I don't understand <laughs> your taste. I have my own. I have my own system. No, okay, you've got Bradley Cooper, who undeniably... I will watch doing anything. ...is amazing. Yeah. You've got Gaga... Who I am sold, dude. I saw her live. She's I think like I've talked about this before. We know, we I mean, know. I, like, you and Gagger recognize B- her. BFFs. BFFs. She's got like she. She's got like clearly the vocal thing, but I believe that she can also act. You think? I, yeah, I, I do. Oh, she can act. She's I, a trained actor. She yeah, yeah. I've seen her. I no one should debate that Gaga can act. Story. It was Plus, just so disgusting that she was in. Mashed up with what was that crazy heart? It's got like a crazy yeah, heart a thing. Crazy like heart it's heart. all the things that I want to watch in one movie. I'm like all in on well, this. Well, are you interested You're in losing seeing... me a crazy heart? Oh, okay. so good, Becky. Are you interested in seeing the um Star like like the one? like one of the three other so, ones? I, I haven't seen there's any like five other, other ones. ones. So I, I think I'm it's coming in like five other times. But like if this story is something that you like, it exists already. I'll go back and watch them all. We'll make like a whole night of it. My question is, had you? My question is, had you not known this movie was around? I like or? vaguely knew that this existed, but I had never seen any of the previous ones, and I didn't care. I was like, I'm watching Bradley Cooper, I'm watching Gaga, and I love I have to say, like, if they need to make one of these for every generation, I'm pleased that this is ours. Yeah. Huh, that's sure. fine. I will say, I've caught the, the Bradley, the... Not the Bradley, the Whistler. What's his name? Whistler from Blade. Chris Christopherson. That's mm-hmm. what I remember him as. Chris Christopherson and... Streisand. Barbara Streisand, who I pretty much only like her in Meet the Fockers too. Meet the Fockers, the first Meet the Fockers. I don't think there's another movie I really. You mean just Meet the Fockers? Meet the Fockers. That's it. <laughs> no, because the second one, Little Fockers, is not good. But right. Meet the Fockers. Okay. I like that she exists. She's obviously really important to her mom. She's a hero. But I and in Yentl, yeah. But like, Papa, can you hear me? Yeah. So it's only funny in Deadpool. So yeah. the well, I think that's the Deadpool bit. Yeah. <laughs> so. You want to build a snowman? I watched. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I watched. That really, and Yendel, that scene is really. I watched sad. a few <laughs> minutes of the Stars Born with the two of them, and it just seemed like him drunk, like yelling at her. Well, I feel like and they must know... have updated something. I mean, oh, obviously they're going to fight. They're going to have a drunken fight in the movie. But I will say, seeing Gaga in this. Uh, and seeing her sing in particular, and Bradley Cooper in that wearing that Jeff Bridges look, I'm I'm, I'm very interested. in He really it. sings. He's actually singing in all the. I don't know. He actually sings. Oh, I'm not, sorry. It sounds like I'm I don't think you can do that movie if they he, can't. Sing. No, he's they have singing. To sing. Cooper can sing. Yeah, apparently he can. And they were like, "Oh, what was it like for you to have to audition for him? Because he's the director. So like, you have to audition for him, and he's obviously like got acting chops. And then he had to like sing in a studio with you, and you're you." That's like kind of weird, and she was like, "Well, he made me audition three times, and was like sold, and he's a rock star in the studio, so we're good." 
Yeah. Well, she gets her endorsement. I, I, if you I, get her endorsement, then I will say I, I will never watch American Horror Story, but no, I have yeah, no I doubts in Gaga's acting talents. And everyone, and I feel like when this movie comes out, everyone's going to make a big deal about, oh, Gaga acting, can she act and all that? And I feel like, again, there shouldn't be a debate. I'm sure the woman can act. I'm sure she's very talented. If anything, what seeing this preview makes me want to see is, I just want to see her in a movie. Kind of like when Madonna did... Um, when Madonna Moby did Dick, Le- no, no Dick Moby Tracy, Dick. <laughs> Dick Tracy. Well, okay, so I'm comparing. I'm comparing this a little bit to Madonna so I, doing Dick I, Tracy. I, I got there. Yeah. My brain just took a step. But Madonna in a League of Her Own is amazing. Mm. So I want to see oh, Gaga that's a do. Very good I, point. But she's not the lead. The she's not the lead. She's great as a side character. Right. Well, whatever. Gaga can be a lead character too at some point. My point is that I want to see her. But this is great. This I'm is excited for her. I hope it proves to everyone. You know what's interesting. Gaga would never be in a movie as a side character. Like she's a lead. Why? Character. What about American Horror Story? She's a side character. No, she's in a the TV villain. Show. But is she? How much is she in it? I think she was in it. She was okay. Miami. What's Anyways. the last preview, guys? Guys, no, that was it. So this is a lot of Gaga. Oh, that was it. Okay. Okay. It's a lot of Gaga. Too much Gaga. Be- Be- Becky has ended the Gaga. All right. Now let's get to our recommendations and what we've been watching. Becky, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? I've been watching Money Heist. I apparently have nothing new to contribute. I just watch things that other people on this podcast recommend. No, but Beck, you still have the highest number of I told you shows on the show. I do. So it's time for but you I'll to catch up. But, new but how, how, tell me a little about Money Heist. I don't expect an I told you show. I'm just very curious um, about what No, I find it like, I actually, my biggest problem with it is that the subtitles move so quickly. I can't catch what. Like, I'm getting the gist of it without actually getting... You don't need to worry about what they're saying. It's not. Um, the titles are epically I think because wrong, you because that's amazing. I think you, because you set it up as a soap opera, I'm super, super enjoying it. It's right. a really... It's yeah. nothing I haven't seen before as far as, like, heist, team, craziness. Right. But, um, but I think it's a really fun show to, like, watch at the end of the day to just unplug, and I'm totally loving it. Oh, cool. Good. I'm glad. I don't, I mean, I'm not saying you have to give me an I told you so. Nobody. No, you know what? I've been thinking a lot about the Killing Eve non-I told you show. And when we, I sat down to watch Money Heist, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like, I don't, like, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but it's super fun. And Vlad was being such a pain in the ass about it. And I finally, after the first episode, I just stopped it and I was like, leave the room if you don't like it no one's forcing you to watch it and i was like you ruined killing eve for me i'm not gonna let you ruin this too oh that's good i wish we should have had like a one minute conversation about yucking somebody else's yum and tv yeah and, and so this could I be a future like- maybe podcast topic mm-hmm. because you can really like influence somebody's opinion so right. much and when so- you're watching with them I was loving Killing Eve, and then he would just pop in there and talk about how this is silly and that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you're really well, ruining it for me. So I feel the like... beginning doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, the ending takes a turn. Um, so I feel like you didn't get the I told you show for Killing Eve because Vlad influenced me, but we can, feel, you know. I feel vindicated. I'm good. <laughs> so yeah. I will give Allie credit, though, because she's the one who introduced not, not yucking people's yum into our household vocabulary. <laughs> it's something we tell the kids. Okay, so let's see. We've been watching a, a couple of things here. Oh, I, um, we've been watching a couple of things here. Number one, uh, we watched the first couple episodes of Jack Ryan on Amazon. It's mm, great. Totally endorse it. I Wait, will is say, this a TV show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they turned it into With a show. Krasinski. Yeah, yeah. With Krasinski. And, Did he do a movie? Um, a National Treasure. Am I right, guys? Did he do a movie, or has it always been a TV show? No, it's, it, no there's like a bunch of movies. He's but did never done Krasinski, a movie. No. 
Did Krasinski play him in a movie? No. No, he's... So he... Krasinski's only ever been... Oh my god, he's only ever played him in a show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a movie. There's like five movies that came with other Who's actors. Who's in the movies? Who played him in the other movies? Alec Baldwin. Ford. Harrison Ford. What? Pine. Chris Pine. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Not Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner. Patrick Stewart. Everybody's been him. I Mark don't... I have never heard of this series or this gentleman, wow. Mr. Ryan, before. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a generational divide. You're just like three years. Willie, wait, hold on, hold on. Like Let me start. Because okay, they are not it's... called Jack Ryan. It's Hunt for Red October, Becky. You've heard it's of that? Patriot oh, yeah, of course Patriot I know Hunt for Red October. Clear and present. I know all those. All I know all those movies. So those three are You actually... didn't notice that they named this guy, the same guy Jack Ryan in all those movies? I don't remember the name of the character from each of them. Sorry. So all three of those movies are in the same universe, meaning like they just recast Harrison, Ballad uh, Baldwin as uh, Harrison Ford. Then they made a one-off with Ben Affleck, and then they made a one-off with... But it's also important to say that they're all based on books. books. They're all Tom Clancy all a Tom books. Clancy character. That have been reimagined hmm. as movies, over except time. for Chris Pine. That movie was just because they. And that has nothing to do with Jason Bourne. No, no he's not. but you know what? I had a moment where I was like, "Does this have anything to do with Jason Bourne?" <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you on that one. So he's supposed to be more of an everyman, although he's—I mean, he was in the Marines, I believe. So he he's not—he's not like he isn't trained, because otherwise it would actually be kind of unbelievable that they would take him into the field situations that they take him into, but. He's a CIA analyst that uncovers a big thing, and they and they go around the world to try to fight bad guys. So I would say what is good about this, in my view, and my, my I give this a strong recommendation to people, especially if you already have Amazon Prime, is that is that the plot is nothing in the first two episodes that anyone hasn't seen before about on Twenty Four or anyone or going around or Homeland or trying to fight terrorists, but. I love Krasinski as Jack Ryan. I think it's a great casting. It's a great take. And I like that they're developing it over multiple episodes. To me, this is a great way of telling the story. And then Wendell Pierce plays Greer, who was the character that James Earl Jones played in the original movies. Wendell Pierce is from The Wire. Yeah, Wendell Pierce is from The Wire. He is awesome, and the two of them are awesome together. So for me, it's the characters, not the story. The story is kind of irrelevant to me at this point, but the characters are super, and I want to keep watching them. And then the other big movie we saw, the other big thing we saw is last night, Lily, Allie, and I saw Operation Finale, which is the movie about the real story of Mossad agents hunting down Adolf Eichmann in Argentina, starring Oscar Isaac, Sir Ben Kingsley. Who was one of the organizers of the Holocaust. Oh, yeah, sorry. For those who aren't listening, Adolf Eichmann was the architect of the Holocaust. Led to you know millions and millions of people dying. Ten million people. Ten million. I had a yeah. very serious conversation in the car with the kids today, trying to explain all that. Hey, what mommy and daddy watched at the movies last night? It's well, intense. Well, and mm-hmm. so and so, I I will just say that I give it a hard buy. I loved it. On a certain level, I think it was a routine Argo-style movie, a suspense thriller about a true of, event or Munich yeah. kind of thing. And I read some reviews that are a little bit dismissive of it. For me, I thought it was really well done. I loved the cast. It was much more of an ensemble movie than I thought. The commercials make it seem like it's Oscar Isaac hunting Nazis. And it's actually really about this team Team. and the time they spend 
together and the different points of view that each of the characters represent as they're dealing with the moral issues of kidnapping this awful person. And Ben Kingsley, I mean, one of the great actors of our time, still putting in great actor performances. Holy moly, he (laughs) is... Yeah, like, he can make a bunch of schlock films. He makes, like, a bunch of, like, rando films, and then he just walks onto a set, and you're like, and we're done here. Ben Kingsley. Yeah, he's a genius, but, as I have already blown up Twitter, to me, the hidden gem of this movie, or the... The MVP it, for me is, is Nick Kroll. Believe it or not, Nick Kroll mm. of the League, and the League is the and, and the guy who played Ira or the douche. I don't wouldn't remember which one on <laughs> Parks and he Rec. Plays the douche. He, he plays the douche. He yeah. plays Raphael Eitan, who is a real, uh, real. Um, I mean, they're all real people. Uh, it's surprisingly close to the story. We we all of us afterwards were like this couldn't have been true, and we looked it up, and a lot it's like of it was very true and pretty incredible. A lot of it was. I mean, some of it was obviously dramatized, but he was subtle. He was funny at times, but he really nailed the character. And I think he really, after having watched an interview with him, he really took seriously being in this movie and the significance of this story. And um, I I think Nick Kroll, man, want to see him do more drama after having seen this movie. I thought he was mm. a terrific element that that put it put it this way. Him being there was so visible to me because I'm such a fan. Allie and I have seen him live even. Was just eye-catching enough that what could have been a routine historical movie evolving this kind of story became like a tad more fun and a tad more interesting and he he just again he's hanging with some of the best actors and he was terrific in it mm-hmm. and and while it is not the best nazi hunting movie the best nazi hunting movie is definitely marathon man i think it's a nice uh more historically accurate take and they do a that. really good job of weaving in the like delicate pain mm-hmm. that you have to be you know so careful i think with um about a movie about this subject. So I thought that was, it was very well made. There's a lot of poignant moments right. that I think that they exactly. like. It's not just like action and hunting. and. But they didn't like hit you over the head with those moments. They were subtle. They were very like right. quiet and just you had to kind of like stop and appreciate that they kind of like took a moment to recognize someone's specific pain or some specific part of this and then they moved on. But it was very like very well done in that way. I, and I the score was really cool. It was It was different than I expected it to be. Uh, and then I'll just say last but not least I saw the latest preview for The Predator which is the new version of The Predator coming out and the first there's been all sorts of controversy about this movie being reshot I'm enjoying just the iterations of the previews because each one is like a different movie and they're all awesome and I want to see all of these movies it looks so much fun I want to go see with you and then cover my eyes the whole time (laughs) oh and then last but not least something I don't want to see is Lily said I'm curious Becky what Becky's take will be on this but so there, Lily says, there's a new show with Jim Carrey. And my immediate reaction without seeing the preview was, oh, is it about some guy who's happy on the you're outside like, but crying like, on the inside? You're like, is it like a sad Jim Carrey that's depressing? Or is it like a super fun Jim Carrey? I was like, I don't know. Let's watch the preview. And you walked away very disappointed. Have you seen the ad for this? A show called Kidding. I did. I watched, I watched the preview last night, actually. It's so funny you brought that up. I watched the preview, and... Um, I'm having a hard time imagining how I'm going to watch a whole television television series of it. I think I'd like to watch like a movie, a, a maybe. movie of it, and be like, "Wow, his performance was amazing." But I'm wondering how I will emotionally be able to make it through a series. And I wish, yeah, and I, I desperately <laughs> wish it was more of like a death to smoochie kind of movie, which is a great movie where that he's yeah, this, that. Okay. you know, like a funnier version of a 
twisted TV character. depressing, but I also am ready for the, you know, resurgence of Jim Carrey. He's totally brilliant and insane, and I love him, and I would like to see him in more stuff. Right. So Maybe Ace, Ace Ventura, son of Ace Ventura, right. plays yeah, Grandpa I mean, Ace Ventura. 100% go watch that movie. Um, <laughs> this is the one, there's one of them, is it the one in Nature, where... Excuse me, your balls are showing. <laughs> <That's the laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed harder as a kid than to that when he's like at like the native people's like you know they're all in like village in their village and he's like excuse me, your balls are showing. It's amazing. <laughs> he's he's a genius. Um, but I want to just quickly recommend um, a show that I think everybody should see like nationwide of I it's about a guy who's like a cool dad kind of nerdy um and he's a, a cop in a town and but it's a cop on a bike a, what do you call those a bike, like, a, like, a, like a bicycle a bicycle or a, or a motorcycle yeah. no, no 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 a bicycle it's, it's like a, a cop either town. way so like either way, he's a cop either way. Officer, it just it's just different vehicles right. that they he's, ride. Right, but this is a cop that is on a bike that rides a bike in a town that's outside of a big city. So it's like a big town, and there's a lot of traffic and neighborhoods. And he rides around and he gets into like all these like funny adventures. And he is dressed in all neon blue with neon green like addition and accessories to his apparel so he's super noticeable and he wears a neon okay so it's neon blue helmet with neon green trim neon blue shirt neon blue backpack with neon green trim neon blue shorts is, are you just are you gonna give us the premise of the no, show or this just... is very important neon green sneakers with neon blue stripes okay and a bicycle and he rides around town. This is my bike ride with Shy the other day. <laughs> okay. I am riding. Shy and I go on a bike ride. He dresses in full neon blue and neon green with a helmet. And we're biking. And he keeps, like, putting his arm out as he makes a left turn where there's no traffic. <laughs> and, like, be like, yes, please cross. Thank you. Thank you. Beep, beep. Come on, let's go. And we're driving, riding our bikes around Arlington. And then he drove, at one point, he just rides right by me. And I'm like, oh, my God. He looks like a cop on Ocean Drive in Miami Beach. This is the premise for a show we should be watching. And Shy's in it. And at one point, we drive by a building where you can kind of see your reflection in the glass of, like, certain buildings. We ride by. And he turns around and he goes, do you see what I'm wearing? I'm wearing all the blue. I was like, are, you're kidding, right? He's like, I totally coordinated my outfit today. I was like, with your backpack and your helmet. I was like, yeah, sure, I got it. Um, there's proof of this, and I will be tweeting it out. So, I want to watch that show. Allie, then, do you have a That's my new favorite show, what? Shy on a Bike. I, I suggest that everyone snuggle on a couch and watch the Kardashians with Lily. Oh, that's that was fun. Oh, that was so fun. We can do it again. We can. Okay. We'll make it happen. What, what? I think it's great that you two have a special show you watch together that See, I'm not that? included in. And, and not only that, not only that, Allie took Lily to a real Kardashian site. Oh, hot spot. Yeah, the spot, which for our fans out there of, like, of the Kardashians, of where... Um, Tristan. Tristan, Chloe's baby daddy, got caught cheating on his. You guys did like a celebrity tour of Arlington. Well, it's yeah. just, <laughs> it's by the J- it's by the Jiffy Lube, like and half a mile from my house. It's, and it's the like, urgent it's, it's the trifecta and across the from Carvel. And, Carvel. and 
and and and we were explaining to your mom the relevance of the site and she goes she goes but it's, so it's a strip club or you said so it's a strip club and we're like no it's a hookah bar and your mom goes but but then it couldn't no, be. Like, <laughs> but how did he cheat on them? Did they have sex on the table? And I was like, but I mean, no, mom. They caught footage of them kissing, and then I guess they went back to his hotel room. I don't know. She like, didn't understand. Ma- Ma- the mom, was basically, mom was like, the were they connection. in different zip codes? So does like, it count as cheating? Right. Like, mom like, was very much giving him a like, pass. It was just she was so like, it was funny. just kissing. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And then mom came in and watched part of the Kardashians with me and Allie. And every time one of them came on the screen, mom was just like, but isn't that the other one? Isn't that the other one? Oh, it it's hard different. to tell the difference because all their faces have just right. been and melded then, into yeah. one. And, it gets confusing. And then Lily and I were having this meta moment. We were walking and we were talking about the Kardashians. And I always said, I don't watch it because I don't like reality TV, but I enjoy that show of the reality TV shows. And I was thinking like, you know, Lil... It's a show where th- that centers around three siblings that make fun of their mother to her face and behind her back on a regular basis. I always said to mom when mom came and watched it with me and Allie, I was like, "Mom, they love their mom so much and they make fun of her all the time." This show is us. Basically. It's just like the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> minus all the plastic surgery and like the millions and billions That's of dollars, <laughs> the mega empire. All right, let us turn to shoutouts, uh, Becky. Yeah, any shout-outs? Yeah, I want to shout-out to Melanie Lubin Zimmerman, who's visiting me. Hey, so Melanie. So shout-out to you I have to say, Melanie a... gets, like, a if we have an award for, like, movie, like, you, like, Shy How I, like, when, do you, when I, and now my mind is blanking, but when I call you and I'm like, emergency I... Emergency iTunes. Emergency iTunes. Like, what Melanie did for Becky is an emergency, like, movie theater get. That's the pretty amazing. Yeah. That was, that sounds that, a great story. That's Hall of Fame stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. Lily, shout-outs. Um, to the actor that's going to play Shy, so Shy, <laughs> in my future TV show, um, about you riding a bike as a cop. Allie? I'm going to give a shout out to our neighbors, who I don't know if they want to be named on the podcast, so... You can name them. Okay. Well, I don't know Shy definitely are. names I'd one of them, them all the time. <laughs> so a shout out to Katie and Brandon, who A, are watching our children so that we can record this podcast, and B, we just have the best neighbors across, the best neighbors and friends across the street, and we love them. That is that is true. And uh, I've got some shout outs. One to uh, Lindsay, aka Afros XII on Twitter, because we had an amazing deep discussion about... The Godfather, Godfather, the Godfather three, and Guardians of the Galaxy two, which and, I will take issue with another time. <laughs> but that was really fun. Also, uh, I I want to. It's sort of like a reverse shout out to the segment that we did of Josh's complaints from a couple of weeks ago. That's another one that I've gotten a lot of really nice messages about. So we will bring Josh back to give his list of complaints in, in a little while. And then again, I'll just shout out again to the folks at All Star Comic Con where. Friday Night Movie and Pancake for the Table will be June 7th to 9th, 2019. Uh, we're very excited about that. And with that, the theme song will kick in by What Does It Eat? And Lily's kind of dancing. I've already started dancing. Lily's dancing. Allie's dancing. I'm bobbing. I'm bobbing. I'm Allie's twirling mm-hmm. her hair and dancing. I'm grooving. I'm doing the Jose Finger Dance. And uh, thank you guys for doing this. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.
Wow. Allie, you look like you've been eating a lot of cheese balls. <laughs> oh, those look so good. Shy, I wanted to open them so badly when I was at your house. Why didn't you? My mouth is watering. Because it was like very late. Right. You know, need cheese balls. I tried a few. They right. don't taste like the originals, I feel like. Are they crispy, though? They look like they're crispy. Oh, yeah, for sure crispy. I, I, I started eating them the other night, and I and I had, like, a little bit of a bite of the cheese balls. And I said, okay. at the beginning, I said, oh, these don't taste the way I, my brain wants them to. Why? What, but what's maybe if I But maybe if I keep eating, they'll start to taste right. And they did. They're not cheesy enough. And the, nope, don't worry. Keep eating them. And then I had already gotten through a quarter of okay, the bin when I realized Jeez. they were so good. That's good. Better. But okay. they're not cheesy not enough? Okay. Is that what it is? No, no. Don't worry. They will get cheesier as you eat them. You need to eat them in fistfuls. No. <laughs> you shouldn't eat anything this color. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, Friday Night Movie fans. This is an extra after credits scene because... Lily and I realized when we were writing the notes that we think we forgot a shout out to cousin Vanessa and it would be bad luck to break that streak. So here's a shout out to cousin Vanessa. Thanks for listening.